Hey everybody, this is Gary Kay, and obviously you're looking at a video version of my Rants and Raves podcast today. We've been talking a lot about Infocom lately, and I'm going to introduce you to uh, a company that you may or may not have heard of that have been around since 2006. Uh, I'm Gilbert Felix is the international sales manager of Inco Systems. Gilbert, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, listen, your product is really simple to use, and it's a product that everyone needs. Uh, for, for a number of reasons. Uh, if you're in the production side of the business, um, um, it's, it's going to be obvious why you need this product. But if you are doing corporate AV, education AV, and you're paying attention to the laws of the United States of America and other countries where you have to provide closed captioning now in many environments, this is going to be a time, a simple time saver for you, a product called InCaption 4. Uh, did I get that right? Gilbert? Yes, you did. You did. Um, you know, Encaption 4 um, will really um, is a strictly automated um, text to, um, well, audio to text, uh, closed captioning. We uh, completely automate the system. Feed us not, nothing more than feeding us in a video, uh, an audio signal, and we convert that to text. Uh, and we do this in real time with a delay somewhere between two to four seconds. Um, and, and, and as you mentioned, this is something that is necessary in today's world for ADA compliance. It's not that the FCC is gonna get after you yeah. uh, because you're not doing closed captioning, but now you need to do to be ADA compliance, which is the, you know, the uh, American Disables Act. So we can help you be ADA compliant. Yeah, in fact, um, I teach at the University of North Carolina and we have to provide our lectures ADA compliance, and uh, we use a product exactly like yours. We actually might use your product because the delay is no more than a few seconds. Um, but when we were offline, you were showing me how this works. Would you mind putting up that graphic that you showed, sort of the, the process flow of how this works, uh, the little line drawing? Yeah, sure. We'll do a live demo for us because uh, I think that people will be amazed when they see the video and audio coming out of the, uh, the imagery that you have and then how quickly it converts it to text. Yeah, sure. Let me start sharing my screen. I'm going to show you a really quick graphic, and then we'll go to the actual uh, GUI of the uh, the, the system. Um, so um, here's the graphic. Uh, so this is the graphic that I you, we were talking about. So as as you can see here, um, what we have is we take um, the actual system coming in. We take whatever that audio is coming in or video. It could be an SDI, NDI, it could be a stream. Uh, it could be an AES audio or analog audio. We magically convert that audio, you know, this is our hardware where we convert that audio into a text stream. We send it down line uh, to a closed captioning encoder, okay? The closed captioning encoder is then going to embed the actual captions within the video signal. Now, if you do not have a closed captioning encoder, we have our own closed captioning card solution now, all inclusive within our system, uh, where now we handle everything and send it back out, again, using our card solution. And at the same time as we're doing closed captioning, we can do what we call open caption, uh, which is nothing more than superimposing the captions over the video um, as the video is being run live. And we do this, like I said, between two to four seconds delay. And so can you show, uh, I'd like for you to show the demo that you showed me of the video playing and uh, how it's doing the conversion with a couple of seconds delay. Here we go. Um, I'm gonna put this full screen so you guys can see it. 
a little bit better. Um, this is the actual GUI of the Encaption 4. Um, and the way the Encaption 4 works, as, as I mentioned, I am playing back a video here. Um, this video is being played back and we are converting that audio uh, into real-time text. Um, so the text is coming in. We're doing this somewhere between two to four seconds delay. Um, I can show you here in the setup menu that the delay is set to four, right here to four seconds. Uh, that four second delay is really there for sentence structure and punctuation because what we really do is we take that audio um, and we um, buffer the words that are coming in so we can figure out sentence structure and punctuation. The actual processing here, the uh, live you know, audio to text, that is done within milliseconds. But the delay is strictly there to help with punctuation and um, punctuation and sentence structure. So, so I have a question for you. You said you have an open captioning mode within the, uh, in, within the Encaption 4 product. Could you theoretically, if you're doing an application like this where you have a delay broadcast or you have a broadcast that's not live or doesn't have to be exactly live, could you loop it back through and line up the audio and the, uh, the video and the text uh, simultaneously without the delay, even though the delay is happening in the processing, could you then delay the output of the video and provide a, a signal that way? Um, you probably could um, on the closed captioning side. And unfortunately, on the open caption side, we are feeding a video. So as you see here, let me, let me uh, just go in here and, and change something really quick so you can have a better idea what the open caption looks like. I'm gonna make it even even bigger. So this is just an example as to how the open caption is being used. I'm gonna show you right now as I click back on this. Now you're going to have the open caption. Uh, okay, gotcha, I see it. Yep. So yep. it's being superimposed within um, the actual caption, you know, the actual original video. Now, this is settings that we can create here. Um, we, you know, as I'm, as I, quickly change as you saw that in the setup menu. I can do two or three lines. Um, you know, I can superimpose it. I can make white text. I can do a black box. It really depends on what, what you want to do. I can actually even put, um, you know, a complete uh, a blank screen uh, and just put text over a black, uh, a black, you know, a black background. Uh, so that's really dependent on on what you want to do, and some of the uh, the applications where that we have, um, in, you know, with municipalities and some of the city council meetings that are that are trying to be ADA compliant, who are using our products, they are actually captioning, and then at the same time during their meetings, they're projecting the captions on monitors right next, you know, so that people can read. Um, let me see if I can find a quick picture. I wanted to show you something that we did at the latest trade show, which it was in, um, in Las Vegas. We did this, um, the NAB trade show. I'm sure uh, yeah. some of your audience is uh, very familiar with it. Uh, we had this, um, and I want to show you this because it's kind of an interesting situation. We had um, live captioning going on. Um, during the uh, NAB show at the main stage. So any so the keynotes, the, you were the one captioning the keynotes. Exactly. Everything yeah, I, I actually saw on. that. So I was wondering how they were doing that. And so that's, that was the Encaption 4 product. 
that ex is exactly it. Here's a picture of it. We had two monitors on the sides of the stage, and we created this. So this we're, we're, we're only seeing the Encaption 4 image. So if you could go back and reshare your screen. Oh, I have to reshare the way, it. I'm yeah, sorry. Go back and reshare your screen at the bottom middle and uh, pull up and have it. Uh, there you go. Got it. Sorry about that. Here we Not go. Not a problem. Yep, there we yeah, go. Now you see it. So yep. what you're seeing here now, this is the actual uh, monitors. We had two monitors set up on the side of the, of the stage, and we were captioning everything that was being said throughout the whole four or five days of the event. So anytime there was a, a meeting or some kind of uh, event happening at this stage, we were captioning it. And what we did is we set up this, uh, this monitor uh, with the oh, you know the captions and we put our booth number and people were just coming over to the booth going wow I I'm I am I'm amazed blown away on the accuracy and I had to come and see and see you guys yeah I'd like to if incredible could you come back so I could see you and you and I can talk and I have a couple yeah. of quick questions sure. for you if you just stop sharing there you go, there you go. Um, so so a couple quick questions sure. uh, well, back in the old days as in only like a few years ago I remember um, there used to be people that would have headsets on that were typing this in as they would, uh, as they would, um, they, as speaking live. Um, so, so what is the accuracy level of, of your of voice to text system? Like, do you have a measurement standard? And I, and obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent, but, but it looks no, pretty we, inaccurate. We will never be 100%. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I don't think even a captioner will be 100%. And we all know that, right? There's human error. But we are somewhere between 95 to 97% accurate. But we also have a variety of different ways that we can improve on that accuracy. Uh, Gary, we can, you know, uh, import scripts. We can add local text. So let's say, you know, we, are, we have over 1 billion terms within our English language, but we may not be able to spell a person's last name. Uh, so we have that ability of importing uh, local text, proper names, uh, technical terms. So then we create like a little custom library where our system is going to look there first. We also have the ability of doing phonetic spelling of words. Um, you know, an example, Enco, our company is, is, is Enco, E-N-C-O. But when we say Enco to the end caption, uh, we get a, a human ankle, the word <laughs> human ankle, which makes sense because that's what they're hearing, what it's yeah. hearing, and that's what it expects to spell. So with, we also have the ability of adding filters. In other words, if there's a word that is misspelled or there's a word that is complicated, an example, maybe the call letters of a specific station, or we would, we would add that to filters to facilitate. And then, you know, that also helps with the accuracy. But we are somewhere between 95 to 97% accurate. That's, that's impressive. And the last question I have for you, because yes, I, people obviously should go by your booth and see this. You are in booth 5491 at Infocom this year. Um, is with the ADA um, compliance issues, especially with public universities where I teach, it's a big deal because obviously they have to, they have to um, adjust quicker than private universities and private entities. But obviously, uh, if you it's not just the law the issue that you should pay attention to. It's the fact that um, you know companies are accommodating. You need to be able to accommodate to everybody, and uh, especially now that we have collaborative meetings where we're collaborating with people at multiple sites. So there's really two value propositions here. Is one is where you have somebody that has a disability. This serves that, but also the ability to actually help 
in collaborative meetings, when you do have glitches with the video and audio, by having a system like this, people who are joining remotely would be able to have would be able to have an understanding of what's going on in the meeting visually because the the captioning would be happening almost simultaneously with the meeting. So don't you see the application not just being this sort of live event and captioning process and, and video captioning process to even being collaborative meeting rooms and classrooms? Yes, and I see this, and, and, and there is a huge demand for that. I personally live in, um, in Arizona, um, and ASU, which is right down the street from me in Tempe, we've been talking to them about even captioning, um, you know, lectures, professor lectures, where they want to caption this and, and, and create, even have open caption uh, for the hearing impaired. Um, you know, there's uh, opportunities all over in regards to uh, corporate meetings, as you mentioned, um, and government, you know, the Department of Defense is one of our biggest clients. So, you know, we have the Department of Defense, we have, you know, there is so many different applications, even in house of worship, if you think about it, um, you know, there are a lot of, um, you know, hearing impaired people who would like to, you know, and we've talked to to um, a lot of um, churches in regards to this application for them as well, having the open caption on monitors or even projecting, um, you know, the actual sermon um, on monitors so people can actually read it. Um, just to bring up a, a really quick, interesting fact, um, Gary, I was at uh, on a, on a panel um, in um, back in January in, in Long Beach, California, and we were talking and it was mainly uh, PEG stations is what we call them, which is public educational and government stations. And we're, on this panel, we were talking about the necessity and, um, you know, how ADA compliance and who are the actual uh, users of, of closed captioning today. And an important, it was a very interesting fact that was brought up by a lawyer. And he said that the majority of the people today using closed captioning are the millennials. And we were like, millennials, and why? Well, because the millennials are so used to reading text and, and to being in front of their, their, their actual phones that now the millennials, to pay attention when they watch TV to keep their concentration, they turn on the captions. And we thought that was like a huge, um, you know, it, it, very interesting you say fact. that. My, my daughter's home from college, and... I noticed that last night when I was watching TV, this literally happened to me where the closed captions were on. And I said, Olivia, why are the closed captions? Because that's how I watch TV now. You are <laughs> absolutely right. That is, in fact, a case. Uh, so Inco Systems is, uh, is, is uh, going to be at Infocom in, uh, in booth number 5491. You can see that at in Inco.com, E-N-C-O.com. Gilbert, thank you very much for doing this live demo. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I encourage everyone to go by the booth 5491 because this is going to be something that if you're not dealing with now, sometime in the next year, someone's going to come up to you and say, can we do this? And you're going to be glad that you went by their booth, enco.com.